With 25 days to go until the inaugural European Games, preparations in the Azerbaijani capital of Baku may go right down to the wire. You're listening to the latest edition of ATR Radio. I'm Nicole Bennett. Over 5,000 athletes from all 50 NOCs will compete at the Baku European Games with an average team size of 115 athletes. The 2015 European Games will take place June 12th through the 28th. Joining us with his perspective on preparations is Baku 2015 Chief Operating Officer Sir Simon Clegg. So thanks for joining me. Um, wanted to ask first off, like I mentioned, we have 25 days to go, less than a month. Will Baku be ready for the Games? I'm absolutely sure that we will be ready um, for the Games uh, by the time we the athletes arrive here and we get to the opening ceremony. I think the important issue here is, is never to forget that Baku was asked to organize these games at just 30 months' notice, which, as you know, uh, is quite extraordinary when similar-sized global events normally have seven years' uh, preparation. So to compress seven years' worth of work into, into just 30 months has been a huge undertaking, and we will need all every single one of the remaining 25 days to make sure that we are ready uh, for the opening ceremony and to ensure that we put on uh, a fantastic show for the uh, best athletes of Europe. But I'm convinced that once we get to that point, uh, we will be ready in every uh, aspect uh, of organizational preparedness, uh, and I think that we will be in a very good position. So this is an inaugural event and kind of not experimental, but I guess Baku is sort of the guinea pig for future editions of the European Games. What do you think is the biggest challenge ahead for Baku 2015? Well, I think, Nicole, it, it goes back to the first question. It, it relates to time. As I keep saying to my Azeri colleagues, it doesn't matter how much oil is out in the Caspian. The one commodity it can't buy is time. And uh, this uh, event has always been uh, organized uh, on a very tight time schedule. Um, so that is, that is one aspect. I think the other aspect is because it is the inaugural game, there's no files to take down from the shelf to uh, see what they did last time. And whilst that is uh, incredibly refreshing because it gives you a, a blank piece of paper and it allows for quite a lot of creative thinking uh, and perhaps uh, adopt, adopting a, a slightly different approach to other major international uh, sports events, uh, it is also um, quite, quite uh, challenging and quite frightening because of the time frame involved. Uh, but all in all, it's been a, a great challenge, and the team here have risen wonderfully to the challenge, uh, and I'm sure that we're going to put on a fantastic Games. And so the team's obviously, like you said, risen to the challenge. What has the support been like throughout the city of Baku um, in terms of public support, I guess? Well, it's, it's growing in excitement and, and anticipation uh, as every day goes by, not least of which is because of the really strong images that we're getting on the Azeri television. As the torch relay goes around the 58 cities uh, identified by the president uh, and around every uh, region of Azerbaijan, uh, building up to its arrival here in Baku, we're seeing uh, 20, 30, 40,000 people uh, in some instances uh, flocking to these uh, uh, fire festivals that are taking place in each of the cities on every night with really strong television images being portrayed back here into the capital city. So this is all helping to build on the anticipation and excitement here within the capital city. And coupled with that, of course, the whole city is now getting dressed in readiness for the arrival of the athletes. So the excitement is really growing here inside the city of Baku.
Well, shifting subjects a bit, but it still concerns multi-sports events. Um, I wanted to ask, were you at the Sport Accord convention last month in Sochi? Uh, no, um, although we had a, a stand there, I personally didn't attend a Sport Accord this year. I've been there uh, previous years. Okay. Well, I'm sure, regardless, you heard some of the news coming out. It was a little more controversial than I think anybody expected. And um, anyone I've interviewed in the past month or so, I've taken the opportunity to ask them, what are your thoughts on what Sport Accord President Marius Fieser had to say about the IOC and Agenda 2020? Was there any truth to what he had to say? Well, I'm, I don't think that I'm going to um, specifically uh, address uh, Maris Fieser's comments. What I would say in, in my 30 years in the Olympic movement, um, or 31 years now since I, I first joined the Olympic movement, uh, is that uh, a couple of things that I've learned is that firstly, uh, the Olympic movement is based on a philosophy of evolution rather re rather than revolution. Um, and uh, the second thing is that I think that there are uh, ample opportunities for stakeholders of the Olympic movement to engage directly with the IOC without perhaps the need of making um, you know, their points uh, so publicly. But I think that the Olympic movement uh, does uh, properly engage with its stakeholders, does take notice of their needs and requirements, uh, and under the strong leadership of the president of the IOC, uh, makes changes accordingly. Well, you mentioned the IOC. I know Baku 2015 has also worked very closely with the European Olympic Committees. What what has their involvement been like throughout this process? Um, uh, well, first of all, uh, the European Olympic Committees are the rights holders for the European Games. So uh, they are that is the body that, first of all, appointed Baku uh, and awarded the Games to Baku in 2015. Um, uh, uh, of course, um, as, as you are aware, I worked for the European Olympic Committees as their executive director for the European Games before I was asked to, to move here and take over the chief operating officer role, working directly to the president of youth and sport in this country, Zadrahimov, who's also my chief executive. Um, as um, uh, after I'd left the EOC, um, we have continued to work with them incredibly closely, particularly through Spiros Kapralis, the chairman of the Coordination Commission, Guido de Bon, my um, uh, old friend and colleague who took over my role and responsibility at the EOC when I when I moved here uh, to Baku full time. So we report regularly to the European Olympic Committees, either through the a coordination commission that I think has been here on five or six occasions now, um, but also providing reports as we did uh, this last weekend in Be Belek in Turkey to the EUC uh, seminar and obviously also to the annual meeting of the European Olympic Committee, its General Assembly, uh, which was last uh, was staged here in Baku itself uh, uh, last November. So regular interface with the European Olympic Committees and obviously I'm speaking to the President of the EUC, uh, Patrick Hickey, on a very regular basis as well, probably two or three times a week. When you mentioned the assembly and seminar that took place in Belek, and my last question was the news we heard this weekend, the Netherlands have secured the 2019 European Games, the second edition of the event. 
Um, what were your thoughts on the Dutch bid? I, I know from what I've heard, it will be different than Baku, but, but what were, uh, I guess, what's your perspective on the Netherlands' take on the European Games? Well, first of all, the Netherlands has got an incredibly strong record of hosting a major international sporting event. I've had the privilege of, of being there on a number of occasions, both when I was working uh, in the world of football and previously uh, when I was at the British Olympic Association, when I think I was... Uh, chairman of the coordination commission for um, the European Youth Olympic Festivals back in um, uh, 1993. So um, there's no question that they are a sports-loving country, that they've got excellent organizational skills. You're right, the concept will be different, but I think this is one of the great strengths of the European Games, that it is still young enough that it can uh, be very flexible and very adaptable to to the host country. Uh, I have no doubt that it will be an outstanding success in the Netherlands in 2019 uh, and I wish them well. This is a, a great event. It's got an amazing future ahead of it. When you look at the level of commercial sponsors and the, the level of broadcasting sponsors that we've been able to secure for this inaugural event, um, having effectively gone to the commercial marketplace with a blank piece of paper and nothing more than a bunch of promises. Uh, of course, the Netherlands will have the benefit of going to the marketplace with the really the real tangible results of Baku 2015, uh, and I think that they will see a tremendous increase in the commercial value of the rights that are being awarded to them by the UFC. Definitely lots more to come. Well, that was Baku 2015 Chief Operating Officer Simon Clegg with his thoughts on the road ahead to the inaugural European Games. Be sure to check into Around the Rings online on Facebook and Twitter. I'm Nicole Bennett. Thanks for listening.